sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for rhyme or reason Hello, welcome to Ten Drink Minimum. It's Sunday night. It's the last party of the weekend. We've got Holly Ann with us. Hi, everybody. Yeah, James Smiley's here. Hello, and of course Ray Basura. Hello, Albuquerque. Hopefully, everybody's staying well, staying oh. safe. And I'm your host, Chris. Well, we were supposed to have a guest today, but I don't. Uh, he hasn't. Oh, now he saw it. He just now well, saw Well, I'm it. telling you, Chris, as a filmmaker, writer, this is how you build suspense. Ah. This is movie making 101. Ah, here we go. He's making yeah. an entrance. Yeah, exactly. There we go. There we go. Uh, there yeah. he is. <clears throat> From late. Uh, yeah, it's all right. From uh, the TV show uh, Rebel Without a Crew, we have Alejandro Montoya Maran. Did I say that right? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, the, to the to the two people that saw this show, right? Whatever, I watched the whole thing on uh, Friday. The what? Sorry, I watched the whole show on Friday. I, I binge watched it. On... You were saying you yeah. were saying that, dude. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So uh, for people out there who don't know, there was a, what two years ago, um, Rob Rodriguez. He decided to for the 25th anniversary of uh, El Mariachi. He yeah. decided, which he made for seven thousand dollars all by himself. Yeah. Wrote, directed, uh, ran the camera, uh, lighting, everything. He decided to make a TV show where um, he brought in five filmmakers and he gave them $7,000 and two weeks to make a movie. And Alejandro was, uh, he was on that show. And it was on the El Rey Network. Um, and your movie was called Monday. Cheers. That, yeah, cheers, man. Yeah. I have a beer here. So tell us, so tell us what, what, I mean, you know, you've done other stuff since then and we'll get to that, but that's like, you know, I met you a long time ago, like at, I think at the Blackbird one night, way back in the day. Yeah. Like I, th- I want to say five, I was still living downtown. Right. Because we met, I got, we had a couple of drinks at Blackbird and shit. Yep, yep. And you hadn't, you know, you weren't, you weren't there yet. So how did you get uh, picked to do this show? That show? Well, I mean, first of all, how's everyone doing? We're all right. Safe, everyone healthy, everyone. Yeah. Great. Your background is better. Oh, yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, Holly's a comedian. Ray, he he was a professional wrestler. He just retired. And then James, he does a lot of background extra work in movies and TV. So, just to give you a little background, everybody. Yeah, man. I've I've, I've seen your show a couple of times. I tune in for... uh, Amanda's dream for for quite a bit. I was going oh, okay. to shoot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we were shooting the shit or something. Yeah, and then but, you, uh, go for it. No, that's awesome. Thank you for having me. The oh, yeah. um, uh, this is this is cool because it's kind of like we're just shooting the shit and having beers. Mm-hmm. That's kind it. Of, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is our show. Yeah, 
I I have a ton of questions about like that about all of it because like you had a you had a short film that that uh, came out on YouTube on Friday. Yeah, called Perps. Holly. Oh yeah. Did, did it, Holly watch it? Did you guys watch it? I watched it. I didn't get an opportunity to see Perps. No. Okay. Ah man. It's pretty cool. I dug it. It's really funny. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it was really good. But uh, yeah, Holly was just putting it over before we are we are starting. Yeah. Um. How like have you always been uh, here in Albuquerque, or or are you a transplant like me? I'm I'm from Southern New Mexico. Uh, moved up to Albuquerque. No transplant. I was uh, I was born in Laredo, Texas, and then raised in Monterrey, Mexico, and uh, Merida, Merida, Yucatan, in Mexico. Very cool. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Well, like when you watch Rebel Without a Crew, they kind of tell like a little bit of his backstory. Like when you were in like what the seventh grade or sixth grade, some your teacher Seven. told you you weren't going to mount to anything better than a cab driver or something like that. Yeah. So I don't want to <laughs> because like let's let's talk about the hierarchy of that comment back in the nineties in Mexico. So there was no Uber. There was no you know what I mean. So what he was basically saying is. You're going to make minimum wage and you're never going to go anywhere. But he said it in front of everyone in my classroom. Oh, dang. And it was like, I couldn't, you know, like I couldn't fucking like, oh, I'll fight you. First of all, he was like really tall. So he beat the shit. <laughs> Second of all, as the teacher and I was like the class clown. No one's going to fucking back me up in class. Right. You know what I mean? So right. when he said that, dude, I was like, oh, I hate you so much because I don't know, like you, you know, you know, there's potential, you know, you know, whatever. But I, uh, yeah, I hated that motherfucker because he, he got me suspended. I think that day, and then my mom and my oh, dad grounded me for like a whole week, and it was, it was horrible. I couldn't watch TV or music for a whole week. You were like this motherfucker. I'm gonna make <laughs> him pay. When you guys got grounded in like junior high or high school, I mean, is high school too much to be grounded? Yeah. Uh, I, don't yeah. know. I was grounded all the time in high school. <laughs> Me too. I was never grounded. We had a lot of land, and my every time I was in trouble, my dad would go make me like work in the like on the property, and that was way worse than being grounded. Yeah, exactly that <laughs> right there. Like, like, like sweep and mop the floor in the whole house, yeah. and like, oh, now you're gonna dust your sister's room, and I'm like, fuck. Whereas other friends, when they would get like uh, suspended or whatever. I would ask him like, "What did you do?" Ah, oh, man, I played Killer Instinct all day. I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Oh, that sounds awful." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, my mom's in the chat, so she can tell you like, if I was a good kid, I didn't get grounded. I was always good. Sure. Means <laughs> <laughs> you never got caught. Well, yeah. yeah, Chris, did you? Did you? Were you a problem child? You don't see. He doesn't seem like you would be. My sister was. Yeah. I was the good one. You, you do one? seem like you, you're a little mischievous, though. Oh. You look like you did lots of mischief. Uh, I, like, I grew up like on a farm. So, I mean, there was a lot of farming going on. So like, you know, you get up early in the morning and do, you know, chores and then after work do chores. So, you know, it wasn't a lot of time to, you know, get into shit, I guess. I don't know. I didn't drink <laughs> until I was like out of school, all that stuff, you know, didn't do drugs. What about all the, the small town antics, Chris? I got an all kinds of small town mischief that I would have been probably arrested for in Albuquerque. Well, I mean, my friends and I, would <laughs> we would drag race, you know? Like, we would try to see who could drag, you know? And you, you'd go out on the highway, and we had it marked off for a quarter mile. And, you know, one person would get in the other lane, which is insane, because, you know, you could head on into somebody. But then we would race. Like, everyone, everyone had to race to see whose car was faster, you know? A lot of small town antics like that. And then... Where did you grow up? 
Uh, Clovis, awesome. New Mexico, like north of Clovis and around there. I mean, you you definitely take guns out and shoot at things, you know. <laughs> Still do, huh? Yeah. Well, like you know, you would shoot like the transformer box off of a you know highline pole, just shit like that. In, you- uh, in my hometown, we used to get yarn and we'd stretch it between two telephone poles and we'd wait in the bushes and wait for a car to like drive up on it yeah. because it wouldn't cause any damage to the car. But I just they like they'd slam on the brakes. We all would laugh and run away. And I didn't realize <laughs> later on like that's like that's super dangerous. What if they like lost control and like drove off the road and we just witnessed like somebody yeah. die? Can I say oh. something right now? Sure. Yeah. I used to do exactly what you did, Ray, but I would put yeah. rocks in the middle of the road yeah. big uh-huh. because people would fucking, like, if it was a 35 miles an hour, they would go 70. Right. right. Yeah. And right. they would fucking haul ass, and we would be playing, like, get the fuck out of the way, whatever. So we started putting rocks so people would start slowing down, and a couple <laughs> of them would go, you just hear, Papa. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, good to see you. I have criminals all over the show today. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of criminals on the show. Bunch of hooligans. Yeah. Interesting. I only did some extremely minor arson when right. I was a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure James is probably I, the worst. I was a prankster. Yeah. And me and my friends one time shit in a bird bath Ooh. <laughs> of... A teacher who was really racist. Oh, um, all right, all right. That's probably the worst thing I ever did. But that's did, fair. Well, did the teacher deserve it? Yes, she deserved it. But uh, yeah, I mean the other stuff my family doesn't really know about, so I don't want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> let's hear it. I mean, now's the time. Let's I mean, do it. How could they yeah. find out from this? <laughs> I don't know. Let's we'll clip it. Send it to them. Today's the today's the day your mom's like. Uh, are your parents together? No, not anymore. Is your mom with someone? No. Well, then she's just like, well, I'm going to go check out Holly's live stream. She's like, well, you know what? I'm in court. And checks it out. You just open up to like the worst shit. I know. She knows about that one. So wow. uh, she knew it was me before. Well, they heard about it like in a PTA meeting or something, and my mom immediately knew. They show the picture. She's all, that. "That's Holly's shit. I, I know her shit." <laughs> Her surveillance shots. <laughs> you know, oh, like one, two, three. So she had to be on the first one, yeah. So she could be on the top one, and the surveillance camera shots. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So that's a great prank, by the way. So, uh, um, oh, I also shit in a Hello Kitty gift bag one time that? and left wow. it for somebody. Of all of us, you're the shitter one, huh? Wow. I know. <laughs> have, you, have you not shit on something? Yeah. Well, I yeah. never, never. She's always shatting. We shat in, a, in the mall in one of the, the changing oh. booths. We shat. Honestly, in- I think I've always been just a shy shitter in yeah. life. So I wouldn't be able to do that as a prank anyway. Right. And, <laughs> One time I had to poop whenever I was on the La Luz Trail, and that was the most traumatizing thing that ever happened to me. That's like the busiest trail <laughs> on the Sandias, and like I'm having to hide like five feet away from people and take a shit. It was awful. The oh, worst. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty bad. Good guy. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah. I don't do that anymore, though. And they're going to ask Alejandro. Uh, I saw that show you were on the other night, the one they talked about shit the whole time. <laughs> Great show. Which one? I just go. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. Right. All they talk about shitting. All they talk Sorry, about. Sorry, guys. 
So I showed uh, on Friday night. I did a, a little uh, happy hour show, and I showed your some of your movie, The Perps, and people oh, said it reminded them of Kevin Smith. So I th- I thought you might you might like that. Oh, dude, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. I really like him since since I was a kid. Like I actually I think I was introduced to Clerks the same time around. I was introduced to uh, Desperado. No, not Desperado. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I think that I. Look, and, and don't quote me, but I think one of them was on HBO, and I want to think that was when Mariachi, and the other one was on pay-per-view. So mm-hmm. I was watching those movies at the same time. So to me, like the late, the early 90s, like, uh, there's people that don't know Near Dark. Yeah. Catherine Bingo is the best fucking movie. Oh, yes. man. Well, hang on. Point break. Oh. <laughs> That's a good film. Everyone's got a special place for that. What about yeah, Roadhouse? Is so like one of those Chris would do a pitch on, where he's like, "Okay, hear me out." Yeah. He's- <laughs> I, so I like one of our one of our segments on the show is uh, is movie pitches. Like we will we'll, you know, all pitch a movie, and they have to guess what it is. And and it just you know it's like when you do Smokey and the Bandit, you're like, okay, so they got it. These billionaires want beer in Florida. Yes. And they can't get it because of the law. So they're trying to get it shipped there, and they keep getting pulled over. The trucks keep getting pulled over by the cops. So they hire a truck driver and his friend who has a Trans Am, and the Trans Am, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, and it's just like the worst sounding movie. And you're, and you're, and you're like, literally, someone did that, and people are like, give him the money, you know. And <laughs> and Point Break, it's like, okay, there's these surfers, and they just want to surf all year round, and yeah. uh, so they rob banks so that they could just surf all the time. <laughs> yeah, give me the okay. money. Is that a, movie? Is that a big movie? I know that's a big movie here. I've seen it, but I, I just uh, I, I didn't identify with it. Point Break, or no, smoke? no, no, uh, smoking. Oh, it was huge when I was oh. a little boy. That movie was all over the place, and then yeah. I mean they made three of them. Shit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's a weird thing because it was like like you know Kevin Smith movies they're. If I want to, I think the first one that showed in Mexico was Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, wow. Wow. Because it's a very different kind of humor and different kind of pop culture references, so it would never hit. Yeah. Like, the first Wes Anderson movie that screened was uh, was Rushmore, but only for a week. Oh, wow. Because no one went to see it. They're all. No one went to see it. I was with two friends, and there was another person or two in the front, and that was it. Weird. All stupid foreign movies, right? <laughs> that makes yeah. no sense. Wes Anderson are the foreign films of America, pretty much, right? They kind mm-hmm. of are. They kind of are. Yeah, no, nah, you can't compare uh, those movies to like Brett Ratner. No, oh shit, no. I love Wes Anderson, but I remember when I first saw Rushmore, I was just like excited to see it, and I thought of it in kind of a Kevin Smith vein, and then I yeah. saw it, and I was just like, I hated it right away, and I was like, and then it took me a couple more times, and I was like, you know what? I think this is actually brilliant. Dude, it, it, it was just okay. weird. I- it so much i bought the soundtrack because right out of the outside of the uh yeah outside of the movie theater there was a there's a uh not a record store not even video store it was a record store so i bought the cd and then i drove to a party and i blasted the cd then i came out with the cd to the party and i blasted it at the party i just played the whole soundtrack oh wow it was fucking great everybody was like some people were some people were but there were some people my my friend davo oramas david oramas he loved the 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 who song that's in like track number 10 or something i think it was like 10 let's see here 
Now I gotta look it up. Wait, I'm gonna find this out because <laughs> this is bullshit. Track number ten, you said. I uh, think it's a, a quick, a uh, quick one while he's away. The Who. Yes. Okay. Hell yeah, that one. I remember playing that at the party like three times. <laughs> oh wow. I I guess I never looked at the soundtrack. It's actually pretty pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Like probably half his budget is the soundtrack. That's fantastic. I love a filmmaker that like takes. Uh, I I personally take a lot of time in in the in the in the music for a movie because I love the way it makes me feel when a when a filmmaker knows exactly what song to put in. It makes you feel like like you can never hear "Where Is My Mind" and not think Fight Club, even though the song came out like right. more than years. Yeah. Well, like uh, uh, stuck in the middle with you for uh, yeah. Reservoir yeah, Dogs. Every oh, time yeah. I hear that. Every time. Hello. I see that fantastic, always. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, Wes Anderson is definitely one of those filmmakers for me that like. Cameron uh, Crowe does that shit. He like writes the script and he writes the he writes the songs in the scenes like next to him. Oh, nice. Well, speaking of that, you you use some of the local Albuquerque bands in some of your stuff. Like you've used Red Light Cameras. Um, I think you've used uh, Prism Bitch. Is that right? I used yeah. Yeah. Uh, we used the Tubers. We used uh, uh, Stem oh. Ivory. We've used Stem Ivory. Yeah, those four bands we've used. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Like they're they're always been super supportive and always are like, hey, you need a you need a song, whatever we could do. And actually, they're in my next movie, uh, the Millennium Bugs. They're mm-hmm. in as a band. Oh damn! Yeah, they play a band that's called the Zombabies. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, so how did you like first decide when when did you first decide hey i'm gonna be a, a director or a writer or i'm gonna get in the film industry when did you decide that i think i was like 13 i was pretty young sure. no yeah like 13 yeah but i didn't know that it existed i had to do a play in order to get extra credit to pass a class yeah so i had to set up the whole thing and bring my friends to acting and the wardrobe and all that shit and then when that was really successful in class because we did this whole fucking show. That's why I think Rushmore identified with me because when I saw it when I was eight, <laughs> I was like Scarface and Max Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was just watching like on YouTube you can just watch the plays from Rushmore and you know, oh. like just the scenes and I was watching it. I love the Vietnam one. That's so amazing. So what is uh, Esposito? Yeah. <laughs> Esposito, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so then, uh, um, but like, what was the first thing you ever filmed? Like, what are they made besides the play? And you know what sucks? I think they're all like burned or lost. But yeah. the first thing I filmed was a Star Wars movie. Oh, of course, <laughs> cool for real. A, a shitty Star Wars movie that the letters were like in my in a cardboard box, and then like someone would like roll them up as I had the camera. Oh, and then I, yeah, it was horrible. And then I edited it on my VHS tape to another VHS tape, and I would put the music with my tape deck and a wow. vinyl and a vinyl player. Wow. <laughs> then it would go to the TV. And then you'd make your parents cool. watch it, and they'd be like, "Okay, we got we'll sit down and watch this." No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> After that, I did another Star Wars movie because it was like super popular that everyone was like, "Well, you know." If you want us to come and act, so I was like, all right, we'll do it. But then I did a Vietnam movie. Oh, shit. I'm not fucking with you. And it was called Platoon 59 or some shit. And I, I, I think one of my friends from Medida has it. Wow. 
I'm gonna find that. That the the Star Wars one are lost. They're mm. lost. I have no idea where they are. But the this the the Vietnam movie it still exists yeah. on VHS. As soon as you make your first like you know mega million movie, that one will show up and they'll be like directed by Alejandro Montoya Moran, and it'll yeah, it, right. it, 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 it'll pop out. Man. Oh man. Yeah, I did a bunch of. I did that, and then when I moved to Monterrey, I just kept doing the whole, um, just shooting with my friends, but with no real education, just, yeah, just shooting. Like I was always, I was going to the movies like three times a week. Man. Like I lived in the movie. Well, when you watch, time. when someone watches, like, and you can go on YouTube, and it's like I think it's like ten bucks for the standard definition or fifteen for the high definition. But you can watch uh, Rebel Without a Crew. You can watch every episode. It's like twelve episodes. Oh, bucks? That's not bad at all. Yeah, and um. It's really interesting because, like, you know, they, they picked five people from all over. And when you're watching, you know, like, basically, it's it's Project Greenlight, but with, like, five directors, writers and directors instead of just one, which I actually think is better. But one thing I noticed is, like, you, like, were the most technical by far. Like, you knew, like, the cameras. You knew, like, you know, your way around all the equipment. Most of the other people kind of didn't really know that stuff, it seemed. Yeah, no, I, I tried to, um, before we went there, to, like, familiarize myself because, it's like, I'm not going to go and and just, well, as I get there, try to figure shit out because right. it's like, you already have, like, my stupid dog is in the, in the That's cat. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to all of us. Yeah, we like the dog. Oh, he's so cute. Well, most of us. He's a cute guy. Not Ray. Ray doesn't like dogs. <laughs> hey, I like dogs. So, uh, no, we, you know, I, I just, you know, started to uh, familiarize myself with it, and like I kind of program myself to not, if I don't know something, it's mm-hmm. don't get too pissed. Just work it out or find a plan B. Right, right. Because the cameras are there, dude, and I swear to God that no matter how much self control it is, yeah, or you have. It wears out by the second week. Well, yeah, because you guys had like what five days of pre-production and then you, then two weeks to film the movie. I'll be honest with you, man. They say, "Fuck it." I'm gonna say it now. They say five days. It was really two. Yeah. Well, they like for the for you guys who haven't watched it. So basically, what they did was is they walked into the house that they were living. They all had to live in a house, and they yeah. walked in and they said, "We're gonna do a, a location scouting," and it was basically a binder, and they laid it on the table and they go, "Here you go. Pick out your locations for the movie." And these guys yeah. had to pick out their locations sight unseen just by pictures in a binder. Just by pictures, because I remember going in one of them, I was supposed to find a house, and I was like, whoa, this house is perfect. And then I said, I was like, wait, 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 is there a backyard? Because yeah. the action takes it backyard. And I remember, I fuck, I remember feeling this gut, this thing in my stomach because I asked yeah. Steve. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, like, hey, man. Like, does this have a, a pool or a backyard? And he goes, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. That's what he said. That was his fucking comment. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. okay. Yep. And so then uh, so then the next day or a couple days later, they got to hire their actors. And basically, they just walked them into this large warehouse and had like 2,000 actors standing around. And they had two hours to like do uh, um, uh, auditions. Two hours. It's all on camera. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty insane. So then, and so then you have like two weeks to make a movie and 
you guys had like a you had limitations on time, right? Like you had to you had to either do a day shoot or a night shoot, and you had like so many hours you could shoot. Yeah, so you could only sh- we so a regular shooting date is twelve hours, right? But because we were the, the house that Robert got us and El Ray got us was like an hour away from Austin. So you have to take into consideration going and heading back. So that's two hours. From, so from 10, that's two. Plus 30 minutes of... Um, lunch. It was lunch. Was it 30 or 40? I don't remember. It was lunch, but also 30 minutes to pack and 30 minutes to unload. So it really just gives you like nine hours. Yeah. And then... Uh, Some but- shit like that. It was like eight. I want to say... I, I say nine, but Ryan is like, no, eight. Yeah. Ryan, uh, my DP, yeah. he will... He will He'll confirm it. So the crazy thing is, is like, you know, everyone had like drama. You had, so someone right at the very beginning, someone hacked into your bank accounts and like in all your accounts and like stole everything. So that was like the first thing that happened to you. And then my Facebook account was hacked. And in my Facebook account, I've had, I've like written my account. I've not done that anymore, but uh, I've written my accounts and shit. So they were like, hey, I was getting texts like, are you, are you oh by the way i didn't get texts i got emails because they took my phone away and yeah. they gave us a phone so i'm just getting non-stop emails of them like hey did you try to make this thing uh expense did you try to <clears throat> oh wow yeah dude it was fucking weird well then uh, your backpack got ran over and it had your laptop in it with the, with the movie on it and then yeah. other than those two things like but the crazy the- First day, but the crazy thing is, you just kind of were like, "Well, fuck it, let's go. We gotta go. We got we got stuff to do." And you were just like, "It's like the movie's gotta be made." And like all these other people, they would have drama, and it would just be like meltdown city, crying. And you're just like, "Backpack got run over. Let's just keep going." Someone hacked yeah. in, stole my money. Well, ah, we just gotta keep rolling. And you were just I, like, "The way this thought in my head, I swear to God, uh, Ray Holly, can I call you Smiley?" Yeah, that's his last. Yeah. That's his last name. Yeah. That's badass. Like, like for real, man. Like, I, I was just like, figure it out later, man. Just go. Yeah. Just, just go. Yeah. Because it's so easy to get caught up, man. Because there's so much shit that goes around, man. Yeah. There's just so much shit. Well, and then it's like, it, the the above pressure that you have to screen at South by. Yeah. So as a filmmaker, I don't want to fucking screen something that's a piece of shit. You right. know, like, like, whoa, I'm gonna screen at South by. That's. That's one of the biggest film festivals of all time. It's like, it's like you know, Holly, you want to be a, you're a comedian. You want to go talk at comedy, you know, in L.A., you know, where they have like Judd Apatow and like yeah. the, the great, like you want, you respect the craft and you respect the people that do the craft, right? So imagine right. The, the, the thing in the back of my head where I'm like, fuck, I'm going to make this. And then what if it sucks? Because there's no reshoots. You can't reshoot it. Yeah. yeah. You can't do anything. Whatever you have in the can you're gonna mm-hmm. have to put it in, uh, stitch it together, and screen it. Regardless. Well, then, uh, then like Robert Rodriguez would just pop in and like visit sets, and he would go around to the other people and he would like give them all kinds of like notes and stuff. He would be like, "Here's what I would have done, or I film it this way." He like shows up to yours, you're filming, and then he's like, "Crap, man, I just want to have a camera." He's like, "I just want to be <laughs> filming as well." Or like then one of the scenes, he goes, "Well, when your movie's done, just tell me how you did it so I can learn." And I yeah, thought that no, was pretty cool. Guys, you're fucking Robert Rodriguez, dude. You're a fucking genius. <laughs> and he's just like, he has like no notes for you. No, I mean, I'm sure he did, but they did not show him on the, and he's just like um, watching he, he you. Was, look, 
I'm not I'm not doing it to toot our, our horn because it's not just me, but the actors. Like he was he noticed something that I think is on the show where he was asking me, like, were you editing in your head while you were shooting yeah. that two shot? And I'm like, Yeah, no, I'm so I cut here and I'm gonna go to there. So that way you don't have to spend an excessive amount of time if you know you're not gonna do a punch in there. If it yeah. doesn't have to be excessive yeah. or super important or what's the point of of getting it? So he was very quiet, man. He was very like, but you know, it's it's not every day that you get your, you know, one of your idols to stand right behind you mm-hmm. and like <laughs> criticizing your shot like this. Well, and the other thing too is, is you oh. were you were you were filming, and you're all, could you guys please get out of the background? Can you guys please move? You're in the shot, and then you back up and you go, I think I just told Robert Rodriguez and them to get out of the shot, <laughs> and, and it was them, and they were like hiding behind cars then, like trying to just not be in yep. there. I thought that was really hilarious because you're like, because you realized it, I think, halfway through that you're like telling them to get out of the way. And then yeah. you realize you're like, ooh, <laughs> I think and I just told him. It's not on the show, but when Robert was there, yeah, there was a car right across the street blasting music. Oh, man. And we were going to go tell him. And then when they they didn't do like we like it was like three of us going like get the fucking car out of the way dude like you're yeah. fucking up because I think he turned it up a little bit more but this time I went with Kenny and mm-hmm. I forgot who else than myself and like Kenny's like a beast you know yeah. he's like fucking huge <laughs> so he's like all right right fine get the fuck out. well then you had a you had a whole thing with the cops because you guys had guns because the scene had guns. Yeah. And the cops showed up because someone said that people were just running around with guns outside, which fair <laughs> enough. And, yeah. and and then the guys like basically telling you you I had don't to. Know what the big problem was we shot this in Texas. <laughs> right, right, right. Everybody's already running around with guns. The yeah. children are running with guns. Right, yeah. right. The kids a Dairy Queen with a K forty seven and shit. Right. Yeah. Well, in in the same breath though, like they say that to you. And then I saw another scene from uh, one of the other guys, and a dude has a gun outside, and they never came and said shit to them. But I yeah, mean, he, yeah. the guy did have a cowboy hat on while he was holding the gun, so that is fair. Yeah. He gets a pass. So <laughs> the one thing I mean for for the for you guys, if you watch this thing, Alejandro comes off like he is the nicest guy, which he is, and he's just like. It's like the it's like the anti reality show. He's not like fuck all these other people. I'm gonna make the best money. He's all over here and he's like he's like oh you didn't get your grip equipment. Well if I shoot at night and you shoot during the day, you can just use half of mine. It's cool. And I was just like dang. Aww. He was like the nicest. That's nice. Helping everyone out. Competition. Once you we found out it wasn't a comp. Like if it was like I told Chris, if I known it was a competition, it'd be like. Yeah. Sorry, man. But it was it wasn't, you know, they're just, yeah. you know, they're just trying to, you know, they're making art, they're trying to make film just like me. And and you yeah. know, like I would expect something like that to be done for me, so might as well. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing too is is after the show came out, they kind of I I don't know why or I mean, I mean, you're, I I've seen I haven't seen the other films. I've seen your film, which is called Monday, and we can watch a preview of it here in a little while. But um oh, yeah. No one else got like like whenever the El Ray would show like commercials for the El Ray and they would show like you know the Dust Till Dawn, but you would fly by for the you were like the poster child for this TV show. Like they'd always show you with like a camera on your shoulder, and I mean, how does how did that feel? Where all of a sudden you're like on all the marketing material, you know? They probably had you on a billboard here or there. Was that weird or what? No, I mean it is weird because like I was like, man, I'm the I'm the overweight one out of the five. 
I'm the old one out of the five. I was like, so in my head, I was like, I don't give a fuck how I look, man. I just want to make a movie. Like, I, you know, like there were a couple of the girls that were like dressing up and hardcore. And I was like in my cargo shorts, wearing a great <laughs> t-shirt, just going like, I don't care. <laughs> I just want to make the movie. You know what I mean? Like to me, oh, it yeah. was about like the, hey, look, El Rey. Yeah, I have it up in the background. I was pulling it up to just kind of show. No, man, I just so wanted- I have a question for you. Um, so I personally find acting and filming and all of that stuff so stressful. Um, I write scripts, uh, or try to at least, um, and I find that fun. But I cannot handle acting or directing or even being on a film set. It stresses me out so much. So what is your favorite part of filming and how do you handle the stress of Ooh, good one. everything? <laughs> I've answered this question before. Chris, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> what am I holding in my hand? New Mexico film water. <laughs> That's right. Vodka. Yeah, man, I, I love to drink. I I, I um I like to, well, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, every stage is different, right? Like, but being on set is, is, is fucking beautiful. Like, I can get excited because you're, 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 you're seeing, you know, as you're typing the script, which we need more script writers, uh, you have it a certain way. But then make mm-hmm. movie, you always have to, you have to compromise, but you want to keep it as, as authentic as what you want it to do. So when you're on set and you have, like, I am, I'm lucky, man. I'm fucking lucky. I have, I get to work with my friends and my mm-hmm. friends are my collaborators and I respect what they do. And it's just, it's great because we can, we can push the bullshit aside and just be collaborators. And then right back to having fun as friends. Like, Oh, remember this shot? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Let's do that. You know, just like friends because we all just want to make a good movie. So no, it's, it's, I tried to see the positive side of everything. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I kind of, I kind of trap shit for me, like for editing. Like what I try to do is I pay my editor way in advance. Mm-hmm. So if I'm being lazy, it's up to me to get the job done or else I already spend a bunch of money. So I do little right. things like that to kind of self-motivate me because even when you're tired and even when you're like, I, every time I want to cancel on an editing session, I go. And when I come back, I'm a little tipsy a little bit more inspired and really happy that I went. Cool. Oh, wow. Do you want to see the, awesome. you guys want to see the trailer for his movie from uh, rebel without a crew? Yeah, absolutely. In the monitor or what? No, watch. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's, no. And I'll get a beer. All Chris's porn hub tabs are up. Right. <laughs> You've been canned, and you'll need to clear out your things in the next 10 minutes. Hey, is that necessary? What are you doing? I'm breaking over to you. Oh my god, watch Game of Thrones for Don't you worry. You're gonna find someone new, and now you can afford to take her someplace romantic. Hey, if I took your parking spot, I can move. You don't need to get physical. We need you to kill someone. What? Fucking dance. Precisely. Oh. Rush hour. 
towers to the top floor. Better climb that fucking ladder, know it's not yours. Hope you get a piece though, watch the top doors. They take the floor by the horns like a matador. Yeah, on the train next to Tom Ford. Come on, man. Come on. You don't have stamina for shit, man. Fuck you, man. I got asthma. One, two, three, four. Cool. Wow. Fuck. Nice. Thank you. Awesome. actors from your uh, from your uh, the movie I saw today. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you got to take a plus one to uh, uh, to the to help you, right? Yeah, and... I was able to take a plus one, um, and and the actors they were able to come. Uh, like Kenny, Kenny was able to come, and because he's an actor, he was able to ad like. Robert would have actors help him with other things and also the other filmmakers. But it just happened that my actors in AD. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the crazy thing is on the show, one of your best friends was supposed to be the, the one of the villains. Yeah. And yep. like you call him and he's like, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to come. Yep. And that was like the big drama for you. Yeah. And so you basically <laughs> changed. Stressful. Trust me. You it changed was. the character from a male to a female. And then you hired, you know, one of the actresses that you saw uh, or the actors that you saw in the auditions. And then that also was kind of more drama for you because I, I watched the movie before I saw the TV show. Like I went up to Santa Fe and I saw the movie with you guys. You saw and, it at Santa Fe the Film Festival. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little while. But like the thing that's crazy on the show is, is like watching you direct the actors. Like it kind of seemed like you and like the the, the woman you hired to be the the – I don't know, cartel person. She, she kind of like had some problems and you guys kind of had like had some strife a little bit. Yeah, we did a little bit, but it was after that. Like yeah. um, it, it's, it's not easy for, for, for actors to adapt to what well, I mean it's in any fucking craft, man. Like yeah. the actors were expected to come in the set, not rehearse. We, we rehearsed. We would read it once, twice. I talked to them as we're setting up the camera they would run it. We would run it once, and then it's ready to shoot, man. Yeah, and then you yeah. would like, you, but you would grab her and you'd be like, "Come talk to me," and you'd come take her away from everyone else, and you'd be like, "I need you're too rigid. You need to you need to loosen up." Or you would yeah. tell her, you'd be like, "You need to come off like this." And then there was a couple times she was like, "Well, that's what my body looks like," you know. And you guys kind of fought a little bit. I was kind of like, "Oh wow," because yeah, we, you know, we're cool though. We're cool, but I just I didn't, you know, like English is not my, my English is my second language. So if I I don't want to, like, I wanted her to, like, hey, you're doing it too sexy. Yeah. You know, so when, she, I remember precisely when that was. It's when she, she fucking starts unloading at yeah. Jock. Just bah, 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 she starts killing people. Right. She would come in, and she had never played a villain. So she would come in, and, like, she would, like, pivot her, her like, her hip. Yeah. And it, I'm not complaining. Right. I was like, it's too sexy. It's, it's not coming out as I'm pulling a fucking, mm -hmm. uh, a gun. And standing, and then putting your, you know, your 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 right foot back for the pressure of the muscle, so it looks too sexy. And and, and yeah. I just didn't know how to say it. So I was like, it's. Oh yeah, she's like, well, that's what my body looks like. And I was just like, oh dang. <laughs> and then seeing the finished product before you see the show, I was like, well, then awesome because like you know, because she comes off in the movie as a real badass. 
I love her character. Yeah. She is like nonsense fucking serial killer, dude. Right. <laughs> She's not. I had, a, I had a question for you. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about uh, you know in, English being your second language and, and spending so much time in Mexico. Uh, daytime television had so many iconic characters down there, like El Chapolin, Colorado, or just like really even telenovelas on TV. Uh, have you felt that any of those like characters or shows have had any influence at all on your writing or even yeah, filmmaking now? Question, right? Oh yeah, dude. Um, I think they're okay. This is so fucking, this is a great question. You're the first one who's ever asked me this ever. And I understand the how other people see it and like make fun of the cheesiness and the and the push-ins and the colors and and that is and it's you know like uh familia de peluche it's it's on purpose they understand and it's like it's like making fun of yourself like to me i feel that one of the best i don't know i love dumb smart comedy Mm -hmm. i love it it is not easy to make someone seem dumb and funny but good, believable. I don't think it's it's not. I don't think it's easy. No. Like Dumb and Dumber. I fucking tell me somebody else who can make that movie. Right. I, <laughs> like uh, like when Chris Pratt's in like uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking charming as hell. <laughs> uh, he seems like he's got a heart. You sympathize for him. You see what he's trying to get at. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. White. Come on. Right. Like you know what I mean. Like he's fucking amazing. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, I used to watch El Calabozo. El Calabozo was one of my favorite uh, TV shows in Mexico, which is a uh, it was like a teenager, like a younger adult. Like I remember, I think the uh, the hosts were like 23, 24. So I would see that when I was 15. And it was a a talk show that was in like a fu- in a warehouse. And their table was like a metal bucket with graffiti, and they had a couch, and they had their friends over. It was the it was the best. <laughs> that kid was like something that really inspired me for work, and the sharp talking and the and the con- constant cussing, but saying fuck five different ways means something different every single way. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. From the little that I've seen, you have like you have a really good comedic timing, and uh, that yeah. in whenever you're speaking Spanish, there's a certain flow to a Spanish than, than there is to English, and that is even more so whenever you're telling a joke, especially because there's ways of saying something in Spanish that doesn't have any real translation in English. So as you're writing a story or thinking of these ideas. I know that uh, at least for my significant other, she says that often she can think in Spanish. So like you're thinking of these ideas, but do you ever find yourself in a corner where it doesn't translate anymore? All the time. Yeah. All the time. I always think in Spanish first. Yeah. And, and then I talk in English. Weird. That's crazy. And then, and then when I go when I go to Mexico, I can continue to yeah blah 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 blah. blah but then out of nowhere, I'm just like, how do you say this? Right. And it's fucking frustrating because then all my family is like, oh, you're too Americanized now, bro. <laughs> fun of me and shit. It's like, no. It's just like. You ever find that like being like a real a real problem if you had it as a certain plot point or like a uh, a piece of dialogue that's going to be so important. But then like once you start to hit it, you're like, oh, shit, uh, that doesn't seem like it would work as well in English. Or do you just kind of roll with it and, and figure out how to make it? No, I, I feel like I try to like there were t- that, that's a great question again because I um 
I think during this movie, I think during the shooting of Monday, there were a couple of times where I would, uh, they would tell me like, hey, this word is not, it's not landing. So I would yeah. say, I, I want to do, the joke is da 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 And then they would be like, oh, okay, cool. Switch that word to this. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. There has to be a precise thing that I'm just like, you're not changing it. Like in the mm-hmm. onion bugs, there's a thing that I thought was not going to be translated because it's two people. It's a person showing what a relationship, uh, two relationships with just holding hands. You know what I mean? So it's like, she, he's like, well, what, what happened to us? Like, well, with you, it was like this with, with him. It's like this. Yeah. And that should say everything. But I'm like, I don't know if it's, if it's going to translate to English, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would have to ask the actor and the actress like, Hey, does this make sense? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I think it'll play. Cause I also don't want them to be like, they look stupid. Dude. When does that movie come out? Dude, it, the, the fucking movie was going to screen in Austin. We were going to screen here in Albuquerque, but fucking Corona, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, ironic because it's about the Y2K virus. Right. Ooh. Right. <laughs> I just remember, like, yeah, because I made I made uh, mixtapes for you. Did you ever end up using those? Of course I did, dude. Yeah. I have one in my office still. Nice. I send it to the actors. Actually, yeah. Mixtapes that you sent me, I sent two to um, to Katie and then two to Michael, and I I kept one, and then I have one for my friend John. Well, when I say mixtapes, I mean cassette tapes. I made him three cassette tapes with uh, he he gave me the songs, and I downloaded them, and then I actually put them on a mixtape like you would make for your girlfriend back in the 90s. And- yeah, dude. Uh, literally tapes because I wanted the actors. Mm-hmm. The movie's based in 1999. Yeah. I wanted the actors to get like tapes and be like, figure the fuck out how you're going to play this. But these right. are the songs that describe your characters. Right. And they would they went and they would hear it. And I think uh, Katie would have bought a Walkman, like a, a cheap Sony Walkman and put the fucking thing on and she yeah. would like work. I'm stuff with the soundtrack. I had to borrow that. I had it was a dual cassette deck, and uh, I borrowed it from somebody. And they were like, "What do you need this for?" And then the hardest yeah. part was finding cassette tapes. I was oh. like, "Oh yeah, I can imagine." Uh, but they sell them at um, uh, office Office Max or Office Depot or whatever you want to call them. Office. Oh Max. yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. No, and so I got like a, a five pack of Maxells, <laughs> just yeah. like you would back in the day, you know. Um, so someone uh, just offered me today if I needed any blank CDs, and I'm like, yeah. nah, what for? Off, yeah. Well, um, so your movie, so Monday, we I saw it up at the Santa Fe Film Festival, and uh, you you were like, hey, uh, I'll give you a you know a screen you know a ticket if you come up. I'm like, sure, I'll come up. So I drive up there, and there was a a movie before yours, and it was like a short film. It was like ten minutes, I think. Oh yeah, the it's one about so, the family and shit. Yeah. So the the fucked up thing is, is this let's woman? Let's mentions what I think he's gonna mention. So this woman gets up and she's like, "Uh, this is my movie, and it took me like two years to make it because I didn't have seven thousand dollars like Alejandro had. I didn't have any Robert Rodriguez money, so it took me two years to make it. I hope you guys enjoy." And then just like goes and sits down. And I was like, say that shit. Yeah, I was like, what the oh fuck was that God. shit? No, I I thought you were gonna bring up the case that she was Martin Scorsese's daughter. I did not know that. No, I didn't she know was that. Martin Scorsese's daughter. Oh, uh. Uh-uh. What? I didn't know yeah, that. I'm, I'm Are you sure? 
Martin Scorsese's daughter from another marriage. She's like 41. And she was there. That was her. That was her movie. Oh, no shit. She was, she was salty though. She was pretty salty about it. You had like $300,000. I had 7k. I don't think so. If she had $300,000, she spent all that on kegs and shit. I don't know. Is that <laughs> I'm not saying the movie was bad. It just, you know, it, I like I enjoyed it. It just was not, you know, you, it it was a great first film to put before yours cuz yours was just like rolling action com action comedy is what yours is. It's yeah. a great film. Thank uh, you, man. And and it's funny cuz like when it first started I was like Okay, this is a you know low budget film, and then by the end of it, I was like, "Fuck, man, how did he film this for seven thousand dollars?" Because it just doesn't seem, you know. First of all, I don't think he paid the actors anything, you know, because like, like you couldn't have. There was lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, El Ray paid uh, lunch. Didn't come out of our pocket. They oh. paid. They paid up to I think four or five meals. Oh, see, I don't remember. My friend Kevin was with us. He 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 remembers the girl getting up there and being all salty. Like, Kevin Lopez, <laughs> please. Did she actually say that shit? Yeah. Watch. Ask Kevin. He'll see if he answers it. Yeah. She was just like, uh, "This is my movie, and it took me two years to make. I didn't have seven thousand dollars, like Alejandro." And you just get up there and you're like, hey, man, it was really enjoyable to make. You're like, I would never in a million years do a TV show like that ever again because it was the worst. But uh, but it was great at the end and enjoy my movie. And then you like got sat down. You didn't like say anything else. But she was like all salty. See if see if Kevin responds. But yeah, I just thought I was just like, holy crap. Why did she say all that? I don't know. Why is she being such a bitch? I did not know that was Martin Scorsese's daughter. I think I got there. I said something and then I left outside. I get really nervous before my screening. Yeah. So I always go in. Hey, by the way. Hey, thanks, Lane. Yeah. That's cool. It's a fun one. Yeah. That was a fun one. But no, nah, it, was, it was fun. It's like you said, I don't think I'll ever do it again. It was just, I, I can't do it again. First yeah. of all, I'm go. incredibly out of shape. It's ridiculous. Boom. He just answered. She did. <laughs> you see? <What> <laughs> Always got to love how salty people can be, right? Martin Scorsese, you better keep your, your daughter on a leash. What's up? <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Real beef. Just kidding. Can you stick around with us for the second hour? Because I have tons more stuff to ask. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. I, I, well, I just put another beer in the fridge, and I don't see any of you getting a refill. I've been, hey, I've been drinking the whole time. <laughs> I'm still nursing this. I've been drinking the whole time. For an hour? What's that? Nursing for an hour? I have not. I'm on three. boy. <laughs> Holly, what's going on? Uh, well, I'm going to get a beer on the break because I've been drinking water. <laughs> water? I'm trying to lose weight, and it's hey. it's hard on quarantine. Are you drinking water or water? <laughs> no, wa- like real water. <laughs> Oh, okay. I wish it was not, water. Not, not New Mexico film water. No, no. Uh, so right now, if you go to Alejandro's, if you just go type in perps on uh, YouTube, you can watch the newest film uh, by Alejandro. And it has a surprise cameo that we'll tease and talk about in the second hour in the film. Yes, we will. Um, which I have a lot of questions about because that was pretty oh, awesome. Dude, I'll, I'll, dude, I'll tell you whatever you want. Yeah. The guy I is- wasn't expecting that. Sorry? <laughs> I, I was wasn't not expecting either. that tweet. I watched so, it uh, this afternoon. I was all some actor, I, huh? 
so <laughs> yeah, I it, wasn't expecting it either. Yeah. Do you want to go? What do you want? Do you want to promote? Like here, you could probably promote it better than I can, Alejandro. Oh, um, exactly. <laughs> Did you see what Eric just texted? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Eric. I I agree, man. But no, I um. Uh, she wasn't mean or anything. I didn't know about that, so now I I just feel like, oh fuck her. Yeah. I didn't know she said that. But um, wait, what was your question? Uh, go ahead and promote, like, because we're at the end of the hour. We usually promote all our stuff. Go ahead and promote what you want to. Check out Perps on YouTube, or check out Monday on iTunes, and possibly it might be available tomorrow at four twenty on Amazon. Ooh, kick ass. For free. Really? For free. Ooh. Don't money. Free. Just enjoy it and have a good time. It's 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 an awesome film. I th- I'll check it out. I really enjoy. It. I still haven't watched the other ones, and I would like to. Maybe I'll do that uh, later. The other movies from Rebel you Without think. a Crew. Yeah. Yeah, Millennium Bugs. It's still not out just because we're trying to find a home. We're already in talks with a couple of uh, platforms, and and hopefully they'd be interested because what's really sad is. People don't want to pay attention to a movie if they don't have fucking Tom Cruise in it. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, you ask your question, it's like, well, how are we going to discover the next fucking uh, Michael Shannon, the next Reese just, Withers? Just tell people, uh, I'm not saying Tom Cruise isn't in the film. You might want to watch him see. <laughs> he might pop up. But. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, exactly. I should, I, dude. Has anyone done that as a tactic, like a distro tactic or a marketing tactic, where you put the name of someone like Tom Cruise and then a question mark at the end? <laughs> yeah, right. Could be in it. You just show the back of somebody's head. You're like Tom Cruise? Question mark? Right. Because you're not lying. Right. Could it's be like, in it. I don't know. And then you have a guy, and his name's Tom Cruise. C U R Z. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there was a really, um, there was a really good marketing. Uh, campaign in Mexico about I want to say it was a movie it was promoting a movie theater mm-hmm. a movie theater and a grocery store no it was a grocery store that put a stand in a movie theater so they would put camarón mm-hmm. they would say camarón which is shrimp in Spanish uh, camarón Diaz and they would they did a whole humongous <laughs> and it was uh. great dude like because I was like reading it and it took me a good five six seconds to be like oh shit i get it okay cool nice <laughs> nice because nice. it looked really pro <clears throat> i don't but, even know why we're talking about this. that's right <laughs> so uh james do you have anything to promote i'm drunk that's okay uh just uh if you're in a streaming mood and want to play like a where's waldo with me uh you can check me out on uh in the background on daybreak uh the brave or uh I actually have a role in the second season of Midnight Texas. That's not oh, really good. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. You do. Yeah. What's that? You do? No, I saw your um, your still. I'm like, where, that's where I remember you. Yeah. From season two. Uh, I was in the first season, but I was in like every episode of the second season, so. Fucking A. That's awesome. It was, it was my actual acting job, not just background, so. <laughs> nice. Cool, man. Uh, Ray, you got anything? Uh, I've still been doing art commissions through this. Uh, I mean, I've also been working pretty regular hours at the office, but in my downtime, I've been trying to do more art. So you can follow my art stuff at uh, at Basuda Paint 
or Busted to Paint on Facebook. You can also follow me. Uh, and I post old wrestling stuff and things in my normal life on my uh, regular Instagram, at Ray Basura. And uh, also you can find me, Ray Basura, just about any platform you want. And, I mean, I'm on Venmo. You want to send me money? That's cool, too. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh... hey, hey, Alejandro, maybe you want to film like it'll be like Barton Fink. You can make a movie with Ray. It's a wrestling picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love Barton. It's a wrestling picture. Holly, and you, you got anything to promote? Uh, yes. You can follow me on Instagram at Hollybird Comedy. Uh, I'm also on Venmo as that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to send me money, please, please, for the love of God, do. You get your check um, in, send it to Holly. Yes. Um, Keep their unemployment checks in. I don't get unemployment. So, yeah. Yeah. You, welcome you, to the you, gig you, industry. You, Right. Yeah, no one for us. Uh, we do a show here uh, live on Sundays. Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. Uh, sorry. And then I also have uh, my my own podcast with oh, yeah, my yeah. boyfriend that is getting increasingly uh, ridiculous. Nice. So. Nice. Cool. What's it called? Where can we catch that at? Oh, <laughs> bad advice saves the world. There you go. Uh, and then uh, we do a, a live show here Sunday nights from six to eight p.m. Um, like like our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash 10 drink. I pop in randomly during the week and, uh, you know, answer questions and, you know, just drink with people because I guess people like it. It's weird. I never thought if I, like, turn the stream on and then just talk to people in the chat, they would like it. And I get people that write me and they're like, I really enjoy, like, th thank you for doing that because, you know, I'm super bored and da 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 da, da. It's pretty f interesting. So go to facebook.com forward slash Tendrig, like it. Uh, like and subscribe our YouTube channel. Our website's tendrigminimum.com. Um, and like most people during uh, this uh, uh, pandemic, uh, we definitely drink. You should as well. Always remember, though, never get too okay. drunk to jerk 10 drink minimum dot com
Unmute the microphones here. Hello. We have fired Holly. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. There she is. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. That's working. I out. accidentally closed the window. It was my fault. <laughs> oh. So yeah, so we're back and uh we have uh, Alejandro Montoya Moran from uh he's a writer director. He stayed around with us for the wavy hour, so uh, he has a new uh, short film on YouTube. It's called Perps, and you just search for it, and you'll find it. It's amazing. It's about 10 minutes long. Is that correct? Nine minutes, to be precise. I, I assume you know, because like, I've edited things before, and after a while, you're just like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I hate this movie. Oh. I hate this thing I'm doing. Remember when you hated Royal's voice yes. after my roast, Chris? Yes. I, I, I was editing her roast. And, you know, you restart over and over and you hear the same, like, beginning line or whatever over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, he's like, we could have done this at home. That was like the first. That's what he said. <laughs> so, you know exactly how long it is. So in the, in the movie, yeah. in the short film, there's a surprise cameo that you've kind of I, I was going to ask you if we could talk about it. But I assume we can now because I've seen him all over social media promoting the film. Um, yeah. In the film, you have uh, Lou Ferrigno in it. Yeah, yeah, really cool guy. Yeah, how did how did you get Lou Ferrigno? 
Um, well, the, the traditional way, dude, like we fucking, it, well, and by the traditional ways, it's nothing <laughs> clever. We yeah. just did it really by the book. Like yeah. we were, hey, man, you're fucking Lou Ferrigno. You've been the fucking Hulk. You've been in. Yeah. Uh, what Marvel movie was he in? The I remember Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, he was in that one. And then, yeah. You know, I love you, man. Not only, but oh, yeah. being one of the biggest fucking names in, like, fitness for 40 years. Yeah. You know? So I got to, I got to, t- I got to watch uh, him and uh, Sam Jones do a, a panel at Comic-Con in February or January. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Sam Jones was uh, Flash Gordon. Which I yeah. watch. I you used to have a, a show on YouTube, the B Movie Couch, and I took Flash Gordon over there, and you guys hated it. Oh, dude! It was, <laughs> yeah, I remember that, yeah. dude. <laughs> and so, and so, Lou Ferrigno and uh, Sam Jones, they kind of do the comic book circuit together now. Yeah, and uh, he has taught Sam Jones how to do a workout. And when Lou Ferrigno goes in to do a workout, like not at his home, like at a gym, he takes thirty-five minutes. Uh, or 36 minutes to do a workout and he's done and how the workout wow. how it starts is he goes right up to the the manager or he goes right up to the desk and he goes i want to talk to the manager and they bring the manager out and he goes he'll say me and sam are going to do a workout it's going to take us 36 minutes we want no one to bother us no one to take pictures no one to come and ask us questions we're going to do 36 minutes and then afterwards we'll take all the pictures you want we'll, we'll, we'll answer all the questions you want boom boom but do not Let disturb us yep straight up and Sam was saying, like, in between, like, stations, uh, his, his cool down in between stations from moving to the next is, like, five seconds. <laughs> He's, like, just. He's, like, damn. I mean, he was, what, like, what was he, like, Mr. Olympia or Mr. Universe or something? He was, I think, sec- Mr. Universe? Yeah. Well, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was both, dude, because he was, like, right. <laughs> oh, no, for real, like, yeah. he was, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, competition. Yeah. Wow! Like he was the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger had to beat. Yeah. You know, like uh, I wish my workouts were only thirty-six minutes. Yeah. It takes me so long. <laughs> I'm trying to see what. Yeah, but Lou Ferrigno's like curling like young cattle. Right. Like I think that's that yeah. makes the difference is the uh, the amount of weight he lifts. Bro, he is sixty-nine. Wow. Jeez. Wow. It was fantastic. Yeah, he he's fucking ripped. He was Mister Universe twice, at least, because it says first overall winner, Mister nineteen seventy three, nineteen seventy four. Then he got second, Mister Universe. Yeah. Mister Olympia twelfth, Mister Olympia second. So yeah, just all over that shit. Huge guy. Yeah, either first or second, yeah. and like those. So that's pretty. So I mean, no. did you have to go through his agent, or did you just like yeah. you know? Because I mean, yeah, we went with, uh, Presley Talent, which is a local talent agency. Yeah. We um we we, we contacted them, and he was going to be here for the Comic Con. Right. Oh so yeah. So we were yeah. like, hey, do you think that uh, Lou would be interested in in doing a small short film just for like two three hours, like it's super small, like in and out. Yeah, and they were they were really cool, and they were really ah oh, motherfucker. Look yeah. at this. Did you? Have, I mean, did you have to get a lot of funding? Uh, a lot of funding for this movie? No, we did not. We did not have a lot of money for it. We had. Uh, I mean, obviously, Lou worked with us because 
the man, like, again, what I'm trying to say is that he's 70 and the guy was flying in mm-hmm. uh, from L.A., then did a bunch of TV per, uh, appearances, then he got the key from the city, <laughs> from the mayor, then appeared at Comic-Con, then went to our set to shoot uh-huh. while it was snowing and went home or went to his hotel or Airbnb by wow. like midnight. Like, dude. And probably wow. had a blast in doing it. At 70. <laughs> Yeah. He's, oh no, we were trying. To, we 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 were like, he was really cool. He read the script a couple of days later. He's like, yeah, he'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, two hours. This is uh, two or three hours because he he's flying all day doing this and doing that. Did you almost so shit he, yourself whenever they said he would do it? The what? Did you almost crap yourself whenever he said yes? Oh yeah, totally, dude. Like we were. Let me move that dog. <laughs> like we were, we 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 were super excited because yeah. it's the way this movie came around was. We had a camera, and we said, hey, nobody's doing anything this weekend. I, let me write something. So I wrote something in, in a day or two, yeah. send it out to, to John and Tomas, and they're like, this is hilarious. Because I, to me, I wanted to see Tomas, an ex-cop, a stoner. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. And then it just it just blew out of proportion. Like, we were like, oh, fuck it. Then let's, let's destroy shit. Oh, let's get Lou Ferrigno. You know, like, why would that happen? Here's we a, did. I'm posting the link in the chat for the for the movie, so that people. Yeah, they I would shit it. a chicken if Lou Ferrigno would do one of my movies. Oh, dude, it was he was super nice. Yeah, he was super nice. He he uh, he wanted to improvise. Like that was really cool. That he he didn't want to step over the line. Yeah. So he was a little. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was really professional, and mm-hmm. I super appreciate him. Because he was shy about asking, like, hey, is it okay if I do this? And I'm like, Mr. Ferrigno, fucking, that's funny. <laughs> and like, I, I saw one of the social media posts, and he called you a great director. So, you know, yeah. that's good. That's cool. Oh, super nice guy, man. Yeah. Super nice guy. The guy was improving shit, but uh, it was, uh, like, there was one really funny line where he turns around, he goes, shut up, bitches. He says something, like, to everyone. <laughs> Bitches, shut up or something yeah. like that. We we're like, we can't put that. Like, you know, it's like it's big, he was just improvising, but you know, he had the he felt like, like you know, even if it's two hours, he wasn't just there doing a job. Like, you know, right, we right, were right. Like, whatever, Mister Brigno. What do you think? We come this way, you come that way. He's like, well, I can pick up. Like, he started like adding his two cents. If I punch him this way, okay, so let's okay. move the camera this way. You can hit him that way. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, he was great. He was super nice. Yeah, and and your that's friend, awesome. your friend Kenny's in it, right? That, that's him. Kenny, yeah. Kenny's the cop, and to me is the cat who steals the show. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. awesome. He is. When you put that pillow, I love that scene. Yeah, that pillow. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> oh yeah. We had, oh man, that was so much fun. You know the whole thing of Kenny or the cop hitting it, and he can't break it, but everyone can break it. Yeah came up with it that day we were there we're like you know it would be really funny kenny so we could push your character even more to the ground <laughs> and he started laughing his ass off and we had some more shit but it was it gets too long that's but pretty it's awesome. so much it's so much fun. it's fantastic and so you guys were going to shop that around to like all the different film festivals correct yeah honestly the the point of this short film was just um let's send it to a couple of film festivals and just have fun we were just having fun yeah like this stupid comedy yeah, 
And we submitted to a bunch of film festivals, but because of all this that's going around, mm -hmm. we said, well, you know what, shit, we have a comedy sitting in our in our fucking laptop. Let's just upload it and, and promote it, and hopefully people watch it. Yeah. Um, so after Rebel Without a Crew, I mean, you, you like they, they have an epilogue where they kind of talk about how you took the movie Monday around all the film festivals, and you know it was pretty much a hit everywhere it went. So, I mean, did you get a lot of any traction off of that at all? Did I get what? Sorry? Any traction off of that movie? No, yeah. I feel like, you know, there's always that, um, I guess, call it entitled. But, you know, you're, yeah. you know, like, I was like, oh, man, I got to work with Robert. It's going to open even more doors. But it's like, it, there's so many stages. And it's very fucking humbling because yeah. it makes you really step back and kind of analyze where you're at and deflate you. Because every fucking problem, and I see that Ray's really like intrigued about this. Every fucking problem, Ray, Chris, mm -hmm. Holly, Smiley, that can happen with this fucking movie happened. Yeah. With Millennium Bugs. Every fucking thing. I went to the hospital. <laughs> I had to tattoo the name of the movie because I was fucking, I, I'd never, I never knew about anxiety. Yeah. And it was so fucking like I had my day job and I had to fucking raise money for this. And so the whole like I'm incredibly proud of you. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just yeah. incredibly proud. Without Monday, it wouldn't have let me get financing for Millennium Books. So was it going to open the doors that I would have loved? No, it didn't. But it opened yeah. the doors to make another film that I'm incredibly happy for. Yeah. And I got to meet my idol, dude. You know, yeah. like I got to meet Robert Rodriguez. Like that was the fucking shit. Right. Well, you crowdfunded um, Millennium Bugs. And yeah. I've I've watched your social media. You you had uh, you went to the hospital more than once on that, right? I, well, I went to the hospital three times because right. I, I I didn't know what was happening. Like I didn't know what the fuck it was. Like I was like, wait, what's happening? Oh, I'm I'm really stressed or. Oh, am I smoking really shitty weed? Or, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like there was just so much shit that, that, yeah. that was happening. And I didn't know what it was. And it was just like, hey, you need to, to chill. Yeah. And so now you actually host. I mean, you, you were. I don't know if you still are. You like kind of try to teach people now how to crowdfund for movies and yeah, such. I've, I've done. A, I did a class about crowdfunding because I, I think people not only need to know what it really takes to crowdfund, yeah. but it like, if anyone's like, Hey, well, why should you charge? I'm like, well, because I, I have a bill at the hospital that I need to pay. Right. You know, like I'm not doing it for free because it fucking cost me a bunch. Right. And it's a lot of work and it's a lot. Well, not only that, but I, I think, you know, comedians, we do this to ourselves a lot where we'll do stuff for free all the time. I do it all the time. Um, and the thing is, you get tired of it. it. It's a craft. It's a job. It's a passion. But that, you know, just because it's fun doesn't mean you're not worth money, you know? Right, right. Exactly. And it's, and it's, hey, man, we're trying to provide something. Not only do I want, I mean, like, look, man, a movie is a product. And people need to make money and eat out of that product. Right. It's like, they need to understand that acting is not just like, I just show up and, no, 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 man. It's it's having a job to afford taking time off to make passion projects. Yeah. So actors have to have two fucking jobs. Well, and the thing too is, it's like everybody's self, out. Self, right? Yeah. You have to have a job 
I don't know if you if, if you do, but you have to have a job to then finance your dream. Maybe you did make it and you're doing full time living on your dream. That's fucking fantastic. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And I love it. I don't. Yeah. Right. Well, and then like you know during the pandemic, you know, everybody's like at home and not working. What are they doing? Well, they're streaming Netflix. They're streaming Hulu. They're streaming Amazon Prime. Well, someone made those movies. Someone put their life into yeah. it. And I saw somebody. I don't remember who they were. They complained that that movie, like Trolls World Tour or whatever, they're like, really? $20 for Trolls World Tour. My kid has to see it, but I got to pay $20 for it. And someone literally like gut checked them. And they were like, look, that was supposed to go to the movie theaters. There's a lot yeah. of people that yeah. worked on that film. There's a lot of people who put a lot of money into that film. And, it, and, and they would like to make that money at least back. And you're complaining yeah. that it's $20 and you get to own it. Yeah, exactly. Dude, yeah. Look, this and is- plus me, it, and trust me, if you have children like I do, who's yeah. four and loves trolls, yeah. your kids are going to watch that movie a thousand times. Right. It's worth the 20 bucks. Right. I'm tired of watching Frozen, so I'll watch it. Yeah. What's you got to have media, man. You got to fucking support. Yeah. Support fucking artists. Like, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. I. What movie did I just buy? It was a Blu ray or something. Oh, I just oh. I just pirate everything myself. Fuck that. Oh, great, Chris. <laughs> great. I bought the digital version of uh, Uncut Gems and, and the DVD because okay. those directors are old. They're fucking they're indie. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Ladder and doing a really good job, and they're fucking really. Tough. That movie gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, can we good. can we show the trailer to a uh, million bucks? Yeah. Right. Okay. Why not? This is uh, so. This hasn't come out yet. You guys are trying to f- you know figure out where to where to put it, what platform. But you guys, uh, you crowdfunded this movie. How much did it cost? I can't say because oh, okay. we're trying to sell it. Oh, I got you. Oh yeah, then don't. But uh, you crowdfunded the money, and it's like with local talent. It's filmed here in Albuquerque, correct? Yes, sir. In Albuquerque and in Austin. Oh, really? I didn't know Austin, but and it takes yes, place sir. right there at the at the Millennium. So let's see. Oh, there we go. Make it a blockbuster night. Would you have any gray poupon? Y2K experts. I did not have. This may take a second. Could you put that on a coaster? What? Could you put that on a coaster? That's cool. Yeah, man, I'm really excited. Thank you. I'm excited about this movie. The fucking actors killed it. I actually remember exactly great. exactly where I was uh, for New Year's Eve, 1999. I, know exactly. I do too. I was at yeah. Let's go through it. Where were you guys? Uh, I was at a party uh, out in the country, and we were all staying. Like we all decided to party and then just crash there. You know, just that way we were outside of the city. And if anything crazy happened, we were all together 
and who knew, you know, because you didn't know. You didn't know what was going to happen, you know. So that's what we did, and we just partied all night. I was nine, so <laughs> I don't remember it very well. Gross, Ray. It, yeah. <gasps> uh, I was – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Smiley. Uh, I, I remember I – remember, uh, I made a big point about it. It was going to be the future. <laughs> And I needed to dress like it, so I had a I had a complete like I was dressed completely in silver vinyl. Oh wow! And uh, that's the one and only time that I dyed my hair or bleached it to a platinum silver blonde. Don't do that if you have black hair, by the way. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I was just completely silver, silver vinyl jacket, like silver vinyl pants, silver like rave shoes, and a silver uh, button up. And uh, I, I I just paraded around the Albuquerque downtown scene. It was a lot of fun. That futuristic look is still not caught on yet. You know, I, I keep waiting for it to pop up. It just hasn't hasn't happened yet. No, huh? <laughs> Holly, where were you? Final last forever. We'll have that suit. Where was Holly? Uh, I was so I was I think ten. Gross. Um, yeah. And I remember that uh, my dad, so my dad's always been a computer guy. And he was like, these people are being such idiots. Um, And my little best friend wanted to spend the night and her parents wouldn't let them come over. And uh, my dad just thought her parents were idiots. And uh, he wasn't so scared that the world was going to end, but he was afraid of how people were going to react. So he just made us stay home. (laughs) What's that? What's that, Alex? That's what leads to the world ending. Mm. How people mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh so yeah, we just watched stupid movies and made fun of them and then my dad just made a lot of fun of everybody. So it was fun. Alejandro. <laughs> I made it easy. If you just saw some random person walking down the street in in a silver vinyl suit, pretty easy. To <laughs> yeah. <fun> <laughs> But that's Albuquerque, though. You see that shit all the time. You're like, eh, whatever. Every day. Everywhere. What about you, Alejandro? Where were you at? The millennium. Sorry? Where were you during the millennium? Where were you at during the millennium, 1999? Oh, I was in Mexico. I was in Monterrey. Monterrey, Mexico. What what were you doing, though? Oh, I was partying. I was 18. (laughs) I turned 18, so I was partying. Dang. It's it's the legal age to drink in Mexico, so I was drinking. That's crazy. So because my birthday was December thirtieth. How hard was it to get like? I, w- I was partying. Oh, nice. So how hard was it to get uh, like the iMac and like some of the old equipment to kind of put this in that era? Honestly, dude, it, wa- it, it some stuff. The Mac it came pretty easy because I got three of them. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, there were some people that actually had a couple of them. Weird, but. <laughs> Nerd? Um, cars was the hardest. Cars, yeah, cars oh. was the hardest because um, we got a, all the cars that you see in the background is are the, from the nineties. But Jesus Christ, it was tough to get. I them. bet that was hard to do. Yeah, actually, ones that looked polished and, and newer and you know taken mm-hmm. care of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want one that's like all ninety four Tercel that's like you know the paint's all <laughs> rotted off of it, and you're like fuck. Exactly. So and no, cars were the was the hardest. Not even wardrobe because I feel like a lot of the styles. Excuse me, I'm burping. I've had three beers. 
the, uh, the the wardrobe, a lot of the wardrobe that's coming on right now to be trendy is very 90s influenced. It is. Yeah. A lot of my old clothes are working just fine. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that those high-waisted jeans, that oh. everyone gave at least a decade of shit, oh. were going to be that trendy? Yeah. Not only high-waisted, but now acid wash is coming back, yeah. and I'm really fighting against that because I hate it. Or it's the, hideous. Or the whole. I had one acid one with like high-top Reeboks when I was ten. Or the the holes in the jeans. That's a big fucking thing again. No. I'm oh not- yeah, I don't mind that. That's comfortable. But velvet for girls. Oh my god, why are we bringing velvet back? It's uncomfortable. It's hot. It feels weird. It is hot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> hot. Wait, is it? Are you saying it's hot like it's fucking hot, or it's like it's fucking? Hot? <laughs> no, it's fucking hot. And my mom used to dress me in velvet for like every photo or special occasion, so it just brings back traumatic memories for me. Oof. I like it. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't want to feel like a teddy bear everywhere I go. That's not fun. Hey, when people start wearing cross colors again, then we'll talk 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait till Crocs make their comeback. It's going to be like Champion, where whenever you had Champion, whenever I was a kid, is because you're poor. Now, if you're oh. wearing Champion, like that's oh, like yeah. flex. I was like, well, Crocs in like 30 years, you're going to come back and people are going to be rocking those. Like, oh my God, I paid $100 for these Crocs. Oh, Let's God, be Ray. real, Ray. Crocs were never in. They can't really come back. <laughs> hey, well, hey. that's like the thing is like they were a thing and then the nostalgia will bring them back years later and you're like, why is this here? Okay. Why are they back? I'm going to defend yeah. Ray on this. I never, back in the day, the fanny pack wasn't ever really in. And those fucking things are back now. And, and people are like, man, fanny packs are great. And it's like... Gimmick bags, Chris. Sorry. Gimmick bags. Gimmick bag. Hamster has a quote-unquote gimmick bag. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him the only way I let him use it is if I can't bring my purse and pile all my shit into his stupid manny pack like he does my purse. So Crocs... Are you saying and that has... <laughs> What are you? What are you guys saying? Kidney or fanny pack? Gimmick bag. Gimmick? Yeah. Is that the little backpacks? The little fucking backpacks? No, it's just it's just a better word for a fanny pack. That's all. Oh, okay. Fanny bag, whatever you want to call them. Hip hip bag. I don't know who said they're not hip. I don't like them personally. Right. I I hate them. (laughs) I'm like, oh, they're huge in the wrestling industry. Everybody's rocking well, gimmick bags. So we're Zubas. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> I saw some something recently, and it was a, a a newer wrestler. Oh, it was on AEW. They showed like one of the new wrestlers, and he was at home, and he had Zubas on. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, those are still around. I'm sad that I never I never yeah. splurged and bought myself a pair, but they're definitely a popular thing. Yeah, those will come back around. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, God. So, Alex, during the break, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend. And uh, this may – hopefully it doesn't bring the conversation down too much. But we were talking about this. uh, She comes from a Mexican household. And she's talking about what she was calling Mexican guilt. And (laughs) I realized that, like, uh, that uh, children of immigrants uh, or people who have immigrated over, they have a certain – 
uh, expectation of their children. They're very supportive and they want them to succeed in anything that they do. Yeah. But whenever it's something that is either creating or if it doesn't immediately make money, they're like, oh, like I'm great. Like it's great that you're doing that, but like, what are you really gonna do? Did you? Great. Yeah. Cherie, are you hearing this? Cherie's my girlfriend. The reason why I'm asking this is because this is what you just asked is what Millennium Bugs is about. Okay. That's, that's funny. I just wanted her to see that because sometimes I feel like, I don't know, man. It feels fucking cool when you make something that speaks to someone. And it was very it was very tough to convince my family and friends that I wanted to be a filmmaker. Like, everyone would just like, shut the fuck up, dude. And you have no idea. Like, I had fights with my dad in front of people in, in Christmas because my dad would get drunk. And then he would be like, and then there's my son. The filmmaker. one that wants to be an artist. And it just like, oh, you fucker. Like, but I get it. I get why they're saying that. But there's well, the whole Millennium Bugs is about two best friends. And it's basically them need, needing to result what they're going through in their lives before uh Y2K, before the, the, mm-hmm. the, the new millennium. And uh Kelly is going through a accepting that her parents died and that she has no more money in her inheritance that she's helped to kind of drink her problems away because it's a fucking hard thing. You know, you lose both Mm -hmm. of your parents. It's like, Jesus Christ. At, I think she's 20, like at 21, 20, that's not easy. And Miguel is like the complete opposite. It's, it's, it's about a guy. uh, I based it very fairly on a very evidently, on myself being a first generation American mm-hmm. who I was supposed to take over my dad's like business, which is an import expert that he has in Laredo. And then I around 14, 15, after I did a Vietnam movie, which we talked about, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to study film. And it was, it was horrible because, you know, like he, my dad didn't do it to piss me off. It's just, it's where he was from. It's exactly. You know, like, no, a man has to go and do a job that he has to go study two degrees. So then he's shut the fuck up, Aaron. Aaron must <laughs> <a> spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But you I mean, I even have that with my dad a little bit. Um, probably not to the same extent, but uh, I was a real estate agent. And when I got divorced, I tried comedy and then decided that's what I wanted to do and went on the road with Kurt Fletcher like six months into comedy. And my parents were like, she has lost her goddamn mind. Yeah. Uh, we need to commit her. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm an only. I went to Catholic school. Like, they wanted me to go to, like, you know, Ivy League colleges and stuff. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I'm going to be creative. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just- hard. Maybe it's it's like explaining to people that are younger that maybe the way they feel when they're closing a deal or they're, um, you know, maybe stitching up a body or, you know, signing a contract with a judge, whatever the fuck. That's yeah. how we feel when we deliver a joke and you yeah. get everyone in the room to laugh their asses off or you get a painting that gets blasted in the wall. Yeah. Ten minutes later, someone's buying it. Well, um, I, I would get that. Like I started this like 13, almost 14 years ago. 
and my parents are supportive, but then I would be like, Hey man, you know, we're, we're doing our show. I would like every milestone I would hit. Like I'd be like, Oh man, we're doing our show live every Sunday in a bar. And my dad'd be like, awesome. How much are they paying you? It was always like, mm-hmm. how much money yeah, are you making off of this? Of course. And it was just like, and then it would, you know, it would take that high that you're getting and you're just like, uh, they just <laughs> yeah. don't get it. It's yeah. more traditional, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't mean that they're wrong, man. Like I had to understand no. it and you had to. They know? just want the best for you, you know? Yeah. Right. They just don't and want you to start. I have a daughter. You're saving on beer. Yeah. When I was <laughs> wrestling, my dad was always very supportive of it. Like he wanted me to succeed in it, but like every step of the way, he was always like, I could get you a job over here at the plant. Like you could start out mm-hmm. at like $25 an hour. He's like, you don't have to be hurting your body when you're my age. You're not going to be able to walk. Like what yeah. do you, and it's just like it, he didn't, he wasn't like meaning to like try to get me to stop. But, and then yeah. like when I finally retired, like he was like telling me how like happy he was that I did it, but still it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's not just, maybe it's just a parent thing, but I feel like it, yeah. it comes from that Mexican side too, mm-hmm. that they had such, they, everything they built was built on their backs. Like, and yeah. they don't want us to do that. So then like, whenever we want to go be starving artists, they're like, why are you doing that? Why are you choosing yeah. that? You know, I mean, I'm a starving artist and my partner is a brewer, right? So both of us do our passions and we have to work very hard to make very little most of the time. Can I ask a question? Why did you call him your partner, not your boyfriend? Uh, Well, I don't know because we're not married and boyfriend feels weird. I don't know. Anyway, so. um, (laughs) I've just been trying to dissect why people call people partners. I don't know because I don't know. Um, but so, uh, now like I have this child that I'm watching grow and I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be so pissed if she's like, I want to be a comedian or I want to be a painter. I would murder her. No, you are saving. You fucking can't. We're saving so much money for her call. I know it's yeah. just, it's a parent thing. Like you don't, I don't want her to struggle. You know, well, you don't my, want to- my body hurts so bad. I never want to show my kid professional wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, it's the same thing. Your parents- I don't want if she ever came to me and said, I want to be a comedian, I would lock her in a room. Your, your parents <laughs> don't want to die. They don't want to die. And then you don't you're not able to survive is really what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, go ahead, Alejandro. Can I speak? No, <laughs> go ahead. Yes. <laughs> OK. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to just direct this question, and then after this, I got to go. Okay. I'm going to direct this to Holly and Ray. And be fucking okay. up on both of them. Would you exchange any time in your life where you, like you said, a sold-out crowd, a fucking everyone laughed their asses off? Ray, would you change that shit for the, the, the best painting that you made or someone cried over it? They, then it's bullshit. You can't tell your kid. No. If you see your kid working their asses off but they want to do it man i would support the shit out of them man. right that's Great true show. that's, that's right. true that's right yeah for me it's like someone comes up and they go hey i like your show it's awesome uh you know thank you for doing that boom it's so cool every it's low so- every low i've ever had is like boom right there you know yeah that's great it. thing to like uh, emote uh it, wait is emote the, the word that i'm trying to say of, of like releasing emotion yeah yeah emote mm-hmm to em- yeah. If you cause someone to emote laughter, uh, love, or you you know you know what I mean, like because of art, like that's fucking great. That's it. That's like, all you need. Yeah. So here's the thing: 
I went to Paris, and you have to go see the fucking Mona Lisa. The that is great. But behind the Mona Lisa was the Napoleon, the coronation of Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Yes. That shit I saw for at least 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, grandiose, dude. You can stare at it all day and not take it all in. I heard Mona Lisa no. is, like, really small. It, it no. is, but <laughs> it's, like, this big. Yeah. Wow. But... But having that, like that, that the painter had that four or five hundred years ago, and it's the yeah. same thing. Like someone's gonna see a painting from Ray or or, or or a recording from Holly from like a stand-up show, and people are gonna laugh their asses off. And it's that's what's cool, yeah. and that's why it's like imagine, yeah, if I have a kid that's like, oh, I want to be a filmmaker, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm tr- I'm gonna try to not help you. <laughs> your, your kids, your kids gonna be, your kids gonna have a screening, and they're gonna be like, "Well, I worked two years on this movie, and I didn't have the money that blah 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 had." <laughs> right. That's what your yeah, kids gonna do. You, your dad scores hazy. <laughs> that blows my mind. And then I'll be all, "Your dad's uh, Alejandro. Jesus, you could get the money anywhere." Well, <laughs> shit. If I'll be up front with my kid, if he comes up, he or she comes up with a shitty fucking plot, I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> the movie shouldn't be made." Uh, first of all, this movie, the plot sucks. Second of all, your lighting, awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they had two years. So if you had two years, why the fuck? First of yeah. all, did you not respond? Uh, Second, of all, what kind of camera did you use to shoot this? Was it uh, shit? <laughs> oh man. Well, my mom took a different approach. Like when I started like getting into to film work, she didn't support me at all <laughs> until I, 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 I gave her proof that I was actually capable of doing any of this. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm actually on a TV show. That's me right there. She's all, okay. All right. <laughs> now you're, okay, I thought you were just making shit up. Smiley was, in the, actually Smiley was in the Avengers. Yeah, you right here and there. So... You were in the Avengers, Smiley. That's all you ever have to say. Yeah, he was Loki. Badass. He was Loki. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. that's Take that as a compliment, Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I, it was, the guy that they're comparing to you had sex with Taylor Swift. Wow. Nice. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> all right, I got to go. All right, well, hey, thank you for coming on. Um uh, I thoroughly love the movie Monday. People should watch it if it's on Amazon Prime tomorrow for free at at what four twenty on at what time? Four. Well, yeah. It's on four twenty, yeah. and it's I don't know, but maybe I don't know if it is because it's apparently yeah. surprisingly there's a lot of people like uploading shit, so it's there's a delay on uploads and publishing on the. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check out Monday. Yeah. Uh, go go to YouTube and watch the film Perps. Uh, it's got Lou Ferrigno in it. It's awesome. It's funny. It's ten minutes. I mean, it's like ten minutes of your life. Thank you it for coming. It's hilarious. On. Thank you for coming on, Alejandro. Uh, you can you can duck out. We'll finish up the show. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll carry the rest of the show for you. Thanks. Sorry, guys. I have to let you down. Have, have a great night. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you. Really nice. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Boom. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I've been trying to get that guy on the show for like two years. It's been tough because, like, you know, whenever that show came out, he was like on the top, you know. 
yeah. uh, he was like just kicking ass and taking names and all like he was, you know, doing uh, interviews all over the place. And, you know, think, you know, the one th- one good thing about this pandemic is I've been able to pin people down. <laughs> I'm like, well, where, where, where are you going? Where are you going to be at? Where are you are at? You me you uh, don't have internet? Right. Right. What's raising? So I saw somebody in the chat had uh-huh. commented about how uh, contract workers can now get unemployment. Yeah. So I would like to share a life lesson that I learned this week. Um, yes, that is totally, totally true. Yeah. Unless your life's work is uh, freelance writing for maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars at a time, so people yeah. don't find it necessary to have you sign a ten ninety nine because you're never going to work for them again. Oh, I have no proof of employment, so I literally am screwed right ouch, now. Ouch. Yeah, so it's fun at the time. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> rough. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a tough one. So you have no? Did you get the twelve hundred dollars? Did anybody ever get their uh, their their check? I got whatever? mine. Yeah, I haven't gotten mine yet. Hamster got his, and James? he it looks like he's getting unemployment. So oh, okay, James, did you get yours? So what do you guys spend in sure your? Did. What are you spending twelve hundred dollars bills or? Just random shit. Like you're like, well, I wouldn't have bought this normally, but twelve hundred dollars. Fuck it. I bought. Uh, we're getting groceries. <laughs> so yeah, so you're just wasting your money just buying groceries. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, you know what sucks is our four year old is in the middle of a growth spurt, and she eats like seven million times a day. So oh, shit, it's yeah. Well, I'm like, do you have to have a growth spurt in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> Does, that's when you're like, that's when you're happy that the kid likes hot dogs and like macaroni and cheese, because that's like, the, yeah. you're like, we're gonna eat hot dogs and macaroni and cheese again, and they're like, hell yeah, and you're like, that's like three. She bites. loves little Smokies, so oh. her new thing is she doesn't like warm food, and she'll eat little Smokies uncooked. Well, they're cooked, which is fine because they're fully cooked, but yeah, like. I was uh, not a picky child, as you can imagine. Yeah. I uh, yeah. would eat whatever was put in front of me. But uh, whenever I was very young, I was at my my dad's mom's house, my grandma. And she's very Mexican. And I told her that I didn't eat Mexican food because I was white. And she says, no, you're not, you're not white. You're Mexican. I'm Mexican. Your grandpa's Mexican. Your dad's Mexican. That makes you Mexican. So she made me eat Mexican food and I loved it. And so whenever I went <laughs> home for like a week and like, like a couple weeks after that, I wouldn't eat food unless my mom told me it was Mexican food. So oh, she's like, nice. like, oh, is this sandwich Mexican food? She's like, yes, it's Mexican food. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Totally so you left out the yeah. part. You, I left, had a, you left out the part where your grandma hit pit. you. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm white. And she went, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I had a period of time when I was about Danny's age where my dad had explained where meat came from. And I was vegetarian. And my parents would just tell me that hamburgers and chicken nuggets and chicken and like everything was vegetables. Uh. <laughs> Um, and luckily Danny isn't too picky. Like sometimes she'll throw a fit. Like the other day I made a pork roast and she liked the meat, but we wanted her to try gravy and she lost it for a minute. And then we're like, just taste it. And now she loves gravy. So she's not too bad, but good God, she snacks so much all day. (laughs) I just remember when I was a kid, 
Like, you know, I liked, you know, macaroni and cheese and I liked hot dogs. Hated beans. And then I made beans yesterday. Really? I love beans now. But, like, I just remember when I was a kid, like, you know how they would, your parents would bring out something and, it, and if it looked like vegetables, you're like, no, I don't want that. I just remember the first mm. time I ever had coleslaw. And mm. it, I, I looked at it and it looked like basically a salad had thrown up. You know, coleslaw. Yeah. And I, I just remember, like, my mom's like, just try it. And I, like, try it. And I'm just like, oh, I think yeah. coleslaw is fucking amazing. And then right. I wanted coleslaw yeah. all the time. I was like, holy shit, yeah. And I just, you know. You know what Danny is really into is asparagus right now. Yeah. Ooh. Which is weird. That is weird. Did your parents ever tell you that thing? They were like, just try it. Just try it. Mm-hmm. So. Have you thrown that back on your parents ever? I have. Uh, oh, I have. Yes. Like, I do mm-hmm. sushi. I love sushi. And my mom and dad are Don't just... Don't be racist. Just try it. Just right. try it. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just try it. My mom's like, you can't eat sushi. That'll kill you. It's raw. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what's happening. People are just dying of sushi all over in the, in the, me- the mainstream <laughs> media is just covering it up right and left. And finally, I was like, just try my- it. Just try it. <laughs> yeah. Just try I- it. My, I was pretty nervous. My dad's I ate not so sushi today, and I wasn't <laughs> sure if leftover sushi was okay or not. But well, I, I thought someone know, said gas station sushi. Did you say gas station sushi? No, 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 no. Leftover. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it should be fine as long as it was refrigerated. Right. Well, it was, but you know, TBD. I haven't died yet. Good. Yeah. Well, Good. here's hoping. Scenario: Get some botulism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, my dad's not so bad. My dad will eat like anything, but my mom, I lately I've been like, mom, just try it, just try it. If you don't like it after you try it, and then I was like, wow, yeah, what how is that the shit? tables have turned. Yeah, what is that <laughs> shit? Like your parents are like when you're all growing up, they're and what they're really saying is we didn't have a lot of money, so just eat it. Is <laughs> what they really they, yeah. they realize that. Just eat it. Asshole. Now that I'm a parent who's poor, yes, that's yeah. what it is. Just, try just it. eat the stupid food. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, right. To this day, what is the what is the one food from your childhood that you still eat today? That's like not normal, like or that's kitty or whatever you might say. Oh, I I still love chicken strips for one thing. Okay. But I my dad made this macaroni tuna onions and peas like mixture. Hmm. Okay. And. It has to be made with like the Velveeta mac and cheese, uh, not the powdery one. Right, right. And oh, the, I oh the love thing where you, you do this so with much. the packet, yeah, <laughs> and the cheese comes out. And so it's it's that and tuna and peas and onions, and I love that so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that again. I'm sorry, I said that when the cheese comes out, when you go <laughs> and the yellow yes. liquid thing comes out of the packet because I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know if it's cheese. I don't think it is. It's, you know, it's cheese adjacent. So I still eat SpaghettiOs with uh, Franks. And I've Ooh. been going to the store here and they're just getting wiped out. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not the only one. Because everybody has their kids at home. That's why. Yeah, and I can't get them. I can't get them at all. My, mine's not as weird. I just, PB&J is always going to have a place in my heart. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches mm. are always going to be a comfort food for me. Uh, do you do Imager, Ray? No. Oh, so on Imager, like recently, there was there's like the big like push is like these uh, people outside of the United States asking people from the United States if things are real, 
and one of them was do people in the United States really eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or is that just in the movies? And I oh, was hell yes, like, we do. And I was just yeah. like, oh, wow, yeah, that's crazy. And they're like, why would you cut the crusts off? Because, like, I don't know if you've ever been outside the United States, but, like, our bread is so, like, weirdly generic compared to the bread outside of the world. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, and then – I would never cut crusts off, but uh, Smothers, I think is the name of the brand, yeah. made Uncrustables. Yeah. I loved those. Did you ever get the- And uh, you know what? Oh, those are the best dimension ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you ever have, Ray, I don't know if this is like too early for you. Did you ever have the PB, the peanut butter and jelly that was in the same jar? <gasps> Uber. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. remember when they did the grape jelly and it was in like the ketchup squeeze bottle. <laughs> that yeah. was the shit. Let's see. What was that called? Yeah. PB. That was during the weird time whenever they had like the Shrek ketchup that was like green. Yeah. <laughs> Same jar. Let me see. I'll be right back, guys. Oh, it is called right Goober. Back. You're right. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Oh, the Uncrustables. There they are. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's an Uncrustables sweatshirt that you can buy. That has to be seen to believe. Hold on. Let me let me put the let me put this up here. Yeah. This is fantastic. This is an Uncrustables sweatshirt that you can buy. <laughs> Whoa, that is trashy. <laughs> Sixty dollars. They went down. They went down a little bit. They saved twenty percent. Jesus. As seen on People <laughs> Time and BuzzFeed. What the fuck? I never had Uncrustables. No, that looks like uh, idiocracy. Whenever we they started wearing like all the brand names and all the clothing. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I love this program where I could just be like, "Check this out, guys." <laughs> but you're right, though. That is, but it was Goober. Uh, mm-hmm. Great. Sorry. So the one thing as an adult that I found out uh, that I found out that people don't like that blows my mind is grape jelly. People are like, I love grape jelly. Me too. And people are like, See, I, I love it. The other way around, it was either grape or nothing at all. And I've really branched out now. Yeah. Well, Billy, like <laughs> Billy, Billy, I'd have grape jelly. And I was like, don't you want grape jelly? And Billy's like, no, it's gross. Like gross. We only have grape jelly in our house. So especially Bama grape jelly is the best grape jelly. Bama. I don't even think grape jelly tastes like grape, like grapes. And I loved the grape flavoring. Yes. Whether it was grape popsicles, grape Jolly Ranchers. Like, it was just everything. Yes. Yeah. every Yes. That, same. So mm-hmm. uh, here's a tidbit, Holly. When you make – if you ever make barbecue little Smokies, you just yeah. you basically just put – you just basically put little Smokies in a, in a crock pot, dump in like a whole thing of like a, a, a barbecue sauce, and then a whole spoonful of grape jelly. And mix oh. it, and the grape jelly. I makes, might do that this weekend. The grape jelly makes it stick, and you don't taste Ooh. it. Yep. I'm gonna do that this weekend for the little one. Just have like a crock pot of little Smokies sitting around. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> That's Totes. the only thing I'll, I'll use grape jelly for. I grew up on marmalade, so I was like, I don't. Whoa, mm. whoa, whoa! Uh, I like marmalade too. Whoa, Paddington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had a penny. I like there. orange yeah. marmalade on my toast. I had some marmalade sandwiches with my peanut butter spread. <laughs> Didn't have peanut butter. That's just gross. So I remember when I was eighteen and I and I uh, graduated <laughs> high school and I flew to to Germany 
and I was staying with a family and I learned about the uh, awesomeness of uh, what's it's called the the hazelnut spread the um, oh Nutella Nutella because they didn't have it in the United States I'd never heard of it in my fucking life yeah and they would get that's this... where I learned about it too and so like over there they, their bread is not a joke like the bread in Europe is not a joke it'll it'll fucking not if you're if you have a gluten allergy you're just gonna die. You know, you're done. It's like just black. Like the, some of the bread is like black. Some of it's brown. Some of it's a light brown. I never saw like white bread. Never saw that ever. So they would like cut these slices off. They would like cut a sandwich slice, you know, and then they would put uh, peanut butter and uh, Nutella. And I was just like, this so is good. fucking crack rock. You know, you know, what's even better is fluffernutters. Have you ever had a fluffernutter? Yes. So. Yeah. I take a fluffernutter. I put peanut butter, Nutella, marshmallow fluff, what is that, and then James? I grill it like a grilled cheese sandwich. What is that, James? Organic whole rye? Yeah, is this it? is one pound of just rye bread. Nothing else in there. Oh. Just whole rye. Oh, wow. Wow. You could, it's a brick. You could hit someone with this. <laughs> this is real bread. This is not American bread. This is right. like... He has it like hanging on a string above the door frame, like Home Alone style. So it'll swing down and hit an intruder. Nice. Like when I, whenever I see in like foreign movies, someone wanders out the door with just toast for breakfast. I'm like, how's that work? And then you get bread like this. And you're like, oh, I see how that works. <laughs> that's an actual meal. Wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's that makes sense. But I, yeah, I still eat, you know, every once in a while. Mac and hot dogs. Mm. Just cut up hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. I would totally do that. Yeah, we've been eating a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Our kid loves it. And you know what? I've been craving it lately. I think I've been craving comfort foods yeah. through this yeah. whole thing. And so every time Jason will make it for the baby, I'll be like, you know what? I'll have that too. That's funny. Because I'm also five on the inside. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, if, you know. In this in this day and age with the pandemic and like being in the house all the time, having anxiety, it, a little comfort food is like good. You're just kind of like, oh man, I feel yeah. this makes me feel comfortable, makes me feel good. Who cares? It makes your you soul know? feel good. Yeah, totally, man. When I made those beans, I you know I actually made it with like a I threw in like two slices of bacon, and like beans mm. is like the only thing I'll I'll make where I don't me- I'm I'm really like whenever I read a recipe I'm totally about measuring everything out. Beans I'm just like boop good. You know, I'm just good. Uh ooh. I think Interesting. Ooh. I don't know I don't know if I could do that. I'm not much of a baker. Yeah. I can cook, but I can I don't know about baking. My baking skills are not there. Blue corn is so good. That's one of my favorite. It is. Like of culinary food in in Albuquerque that I got. Like blue corn mush, blue corn waffles, blue corn bread. Blue corn whiskey. All all you had to say was waffles, Ray. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tia Betty Blues. uh, Mm. They have the... uh, uh their location off like near like zuni yeah it, it's like real south san mateo and they have those blue corn waffles over there you're talking so, about tia bia's waffleria yeah oh it's on uh well, right. so the waffleria and tia betty blues are mm-hmm. i guess like owned by the same parent company correct but tia betty blues is the one that i was that i okay. was like yeah 
The, uh, I've never been to the, the, the that one. I've only been to the Waffleria. The Waffleria is on The Waffleria is good, but Tia Betty Blues is so good. Tia Betty Blues. It's, it's very intimate. It's very small. It's off uh, Gibson and I want to say San Pedro, but that may not be. No, Gibson and San Mateo. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's right there. Mm-hmm. I've driven past mm-hmm. it many times, never eaten there, but I've had Tia B's. The Waffleria, if you get up in the morning, whenever there's not a pandemic, if you get up in the morning and it opens at 8, if you get there by 9, line out the door. Packed. Yeah. Fucking They're, packed. It's amazing. And it's waffles, but it's like every kind of waffle. Like, have you had the waffles there where they're, um, oh, fuck, flaky waffles? Like, yes. Ugh. Almost like a croissant. Yeah, of waffles. Ledia is quite the talented baker. Ooh. So I, that's Ooh. been one of the nice things about being, uh, you know, social distancing with her is that she's been making quite a lot of baked goods, a lot of delicious. Ooh. Yeah. I've been making like uh, a lot of roasts and uh, like cooking every night, and I'm really enjoying it. But I have perfected all day simmered spaghetti sauce. Ooh, I'm very proud of that. Nice, good deal. I learned how to make brownies. Apparently, they're really easy. Yeah, yeah. Brownies are are pretty easy. You just get the mix at the store. Well, well, no, it's just there's. I didn't realize it's just flour. Like you don't need yeast or anything. It's just flour and sugar, some water and oil, and some baking cocoa and butter. Yep. Marijuana oil. Right. Marijuana butter. <laughs> Just you know? Marijuana butter. I don't keep that in my pantry, but I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Very cool. Uh, I think I've, you know, we're, we're, we've gone as far as we should today. You guys, what'd you guys yeah. think of Alejandro? I think he's great. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to get that guy for a long time. And I really feel like, you know, we had him on this show and like two years from now, we're going to be like, holy shit, we had this guy. We had this guy on our show. Yeah. I mean, if you if you know, I don't know how I can do it, but I can let you guys have access to my YouTube. Um, that show. Is I want to watch that. It's, it's crazy because like, you know, now that he's not on here and he's like being super humble, he smokes everybody on that show. There's five of them. And you can kind of tell, like, a couple of them, they were actresses or actors or whoever, and they u- were trying to use this to, like, further that. And he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm a director, and I'm here to direct movies. And he – never in that show do you see him not kick ass. Like, he never, like – He's one of the hardest workers in town, I think. Yeah. And um, he doesn't cra- – and he's no bullshit either. Like, if you right. if you kind of dick him around a little bit, he's like, hey, I'll just go somewhere else. Boom. And, and you're like, holy yeah. fuck. What I've actually heard about him yeah. uh, from people like in the film community and stuff, like, yeah, I know him. He's a great guy. I mean, sometimes he comes off as an asshole because he's so direct, yeah. but like, he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. That's how you get shit done, though. He does. You know? Yeah. He, he, you know, if you can help him, cool. If you can't, he's like, boom, on to the next person. And, right. And I, and I understand that. And it's like, and he comes off in that. But the crazy thing in that show was, is once it was a competition and he was just like, these other people, you can clearly tell they were deer in the headlights. And there's yeah. a scene where he's like, he's already got his equipment and everything ready to go. And then he stops and he like literally goes, I wonder if everyone else thought to get their equipment before the place closed down today. And then he just starts texting everybody. Hey, the place closes at this time. Did you guys get your equipment? And he goes up to somebody. And he goes, did you get your grip equipment? And they're just like, my what? And he's like, your grip yeah. equipment. 
like all the stuff you need to make the movie. And they're like, no. And he's like, well, it's closed now. So if, you know, he's like, well, I mean, I guess what we could do is like, you could use half of it of mine and, or you can use mine while I'm not And that's it. the sign of a truly talented person is yeah. somebody who is willing to yeah. um, help. As long as you get your work done, there's right, no right. reason to not help another person. Right. I think truly talented people don't have that insecurity where you have to cut another person down. Yeah, and I'll try to get my hands on the movie Monday. It's it's fantastic. Like for $7,000, you're like, holy shit, this is actually really good. And um, he ended up becoming kind of the poster child for the whole show because that's amazing when you watch the show it's like all these people struggle and da 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 and if you go look on i didn't say this on the show but everybody if you go look on imdb at their movies the the five movies everyone is like five out of ten like they're below five out of ten on imdb except for him wow. and i think he's wow. like seven out of ten for a seven thousand dollar movie you know it's like that's fuck. pretty great yeah, it, it. Well, and I think, you know, you want to talk about people to support that are like hometown people. Like, he's one of, he's gonna make it because he's such a hard worker. I hope so, because like some of the other ones in the show, they're already on like bigger projects because they just had, you know, sadly in life, always the best doesn't always get the you know you know the, the yeah. prize. So sadly in life, net, I mean, I've always said this, networking is key to life. And some of the other it's people, true. even though their they're movie not, may not be the best of the whole five, they're already on like bigger projects working, you know, because they just, they just knew people. Sadly. Yeah. So anyway, like anyway, I could help him get the word out. And he was like, you know, he, he, he's, I've been trying to get him for a long time. And then we had Lauren on the show and he was like, when do I get to do your show? And I was like, I've asked you many times. I said, but, you know, hey, how about next Sunday? And then I made him just lock into it. So, and, uh, you know, he nice. did, he ended up having that movie coming out. And, uh, Ray, you should watch it. It's only 10 minutes. But it, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, for a local filmmaker, it's, it's you, really you, good. You could tell it's good. Yeah. So, see, this is funny, Chris, because you realize, like, all the 10 drink minimum, like, chats go yeah. to my phone, too. Yeah. I do. So, <laughs> I, okay. Everybody is, it should. Yeah, Everyone should. I saw it. your conversation with him. He's all, I want to be on your show. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the, yeah, I know. And, and I, and I wanted to see everyone to see that And you know, I'm glad. So, uh, with that, anybody got anything to promote? Uh, I just have my podcast. Yeah. Uh, how's that going? I mean, is are you getting some traction? Is, uh, uh, we're not getting a lot of traction, but that's okay. Cause we're working out kinks. Welcome so to the- right now it's just kind of like figuring out our yeah. rhythm and what we want to do. Welcome to the struggle. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's for us right now. It's more fun than anything else. Sure. Uh, but we lost a whole episode, so we have to re-record <laughs> it tomorrow. I only laugh at you. I knew you would love that. Oh, I you knew know, you, would I love love that. you know, and I love that. Yeah, because I've lo- I've lost hundreds of episodes. <sighs> We that. we almost lost it. We almost fought over it. It's uh, being a couple and trying to do yeah. that is. Uh, difficult so yeah that's funny i've lost more shows than i want to admit oh man there's been times with <laughs> smiley and I... smiley yeah. I-, I thought the camera was on our whole uh, man the... we were so mad too oh my god oh, it, but... and then it was just it wasn't anybody's fault it yeah. was just the thing that happened the 10th so. anniversary show there's no video because billy didn't turn the video on oh Damn. no 
the whole podcast uh, film uh, festival we did at uh, um, at uh, what was the place press club. We're the only one that don't have video because James didn't turn the video on. That was me. Yeah. I got too caught up with the other nice. podcasts. Yeah. So for some reason on ours, I didn't. Put the is video what on. it is. It is what it is. So you, you just <laughs> laugh and go on, and that's a story down the line. So yeah. So <laughs> anyway, is it tight? Uh, James, what do you got? Uh, yeah. Uh, have fun with all your streaming needs. Uh, you can see me on the second season of Midnight Texas on uh, NBC or on Hulu. Uh, or uh, just watch Daybreak because it's a fun series, and you can see me in the background there too. Those nice. are my two favorite things right now. I don't know what's going Yay. on with you. Ray, what do you got? Uh, you can follow me on pretty much any social media under Ray Basuda. You can also follow some of my artwork on uh, Basuda Paint on Instagram and Facebook. But uh, that's about it, really, other than what we're doing here on Ten Drink. Yeah. Uh, and we're live here every Sunday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, with this quarantine pandemic, I'm trying to get more guests like, uh, you know, Alejandro that are just really, you know, harder to get and fun. Lauren Poole, you know, Amanda Michonne, all those fun ones. I don't know who I'm going to get for next week, but, I mean, it's 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 been easier. <laughs> Tom Cruise? Question mark? Question mark. Uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook.com forward slash Tendrink. I do uh, random little uh, live shows where I talk to just the chat room. Um, our uh, Instagram is at uh, Tendrink. Actually, Holly and I did one of those one night, and that was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was like we were drinking together at a bar. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Ming Chen showed up <laughs> and then drank. And then I he, know, crazy. He, he showed up, you left, and then he and I stayed up till like 2 in the morning. Um, oh, man. So you never know what's going to happen there. Uh, could be Tom Cruise, question mark. Um, <laughs> Cameron Diaz? Cameron, Cam- Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Uh, so, yeah, uh, our website's tendrigminimum.com. Um, other than that, I'm good to go. Everyone stay safe out there. Uh, I bought some hand sanitizer at uh, Tractor Brewing, and it, yeah. it's, it's great, except it smells like farts, but that's cool. I mean, yeah. you know. It smells like sulfur is what I'm really saying. But uh, <laughs> y- you guys all stay safe out there. Um, I love you guys. Everyone, I want everybody to come out the other side of this, so don't be dumb and go out and buy a – uh, a cake at whole foods on a Saturday <laughs> like I tried to do. Uh, but yeah, happy 420 tomorrow, everyone with that. We are, we are 10 drink, drink minimum. I'm trying minimum. to sync with you guys. You guys are fucking me up. I'm not even star. I'm not even trying. Uh, <laughs> have fun, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>